Uh, Trina, I'm going to say a phrase and I want you to just kind of tell me what that elicits for you uh, in your in your mind. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. The phrase is, so that's what the holes are for. Um, Does that... What do, you, what do you think? You could be, you know, learning how to use a colander for the first time. Okay. <laughs> this is good. Uh, you are figuring out where to put your arms in a shirt. Again, you've never okay. worn a shirt before. Another good option. And the last one, and I think I'm going to be, you know, warmer here, footwear. Mm-hmm. You're talking about oh. footwear. You could be wearing shirts on your feet or colanders on your feet, or you're talking about Crocs. I'm talking about Crocs, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Butum Tess. I'm your host, Tess, and I'm joined as always by... Uh, I'm looking at a bird right now. It's like green on its back. It's got a pink beak and a and a purple breast. My co-host, Trina. Thank you. I am... Yes, I have a pink what pink belly? Yes. That's me. Uh, belly is kind of yellow. Oh, sorry. Upper chest is her. purple. So, mm-hmm. we're talking about Crocs, Trina. Yes. And I am I am pretty excited cuz I did a, a big deep dive into Crocs. I learned a lot in the past 24 hours about Crocs. That's awesome. Uh, and I would love to share It is awesome. (laughs) I learned what the holes are for. Oh, let me answer that question, by the way, because I feel like that's tough to leave the audience just like grasping at straws. Okay. But the holes are for gibbets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What are, I mean, I'm like playing dumb, like I've never seen a gibbet or a croc before, but I do in fact own a pair. And I was yeah. a gibbet stan back in the day. But I want... So continue. What is, so what else did you learn? Well, and so I'm also realizing while you are playing the idiot, I'm playing like a scientist where this is not particularly complex. I just think that... <laughs> you know, let's start at the beginning because the creator of Crocs is actually kind of a funny guy. His name is... Get ready for this. His name is Lyndon, quotation marks, the Duke. Hansen. Awesome. Sounds like someone who would wear Crocs. I have to read you a little bit of his bio featured on parents.com. Quote, right before Crocs got off the ground, I was living on a friend's couch. I'd just turned 40. My wife had left me and taken the kids. My job had dried up post 9-11. I lost my house and my mother died. Oh, man. Oh, man. And that's how he started Crocs. He wanted something that would float. He's a, a boatsman. Cool. Um, he wanted something that wouldn't be stinky. Because mm-hmm. uh, he was a stinky boatsman. Right. And um, now Crocs have evolved. I feel like what used to be, he intended them to be a, a utilitarian shoe. When he brought them to the suits... He was like, here's this shoe. They were like, it's ugly. And he said, I know, but look at what they can do. And now Crocs are, they, they've taken like a very modernized advertising approach to things um, and like hire influencers such as Brittany Broski, who you may know as Kombucha Girl. Yes. Um, Sweetie, Bretman Rock. <laughs> 
They did a collaboration with Lisa Frank that sold out within 10 hours of launch. Whoa. They sell designer Crocs as well with gibbets that are precious stones. You guys have seen the platform Crocs, right? Like the ones that some big brand. Oh, they're big and tall. Yes. They are, they like made it to runway fashion. If you're going to, I feel like it, there's a mentality that if you're going to wear Crocs, you should just go big and wear, wear the damn platform ones. If it has to be. Absolutely. Well, what's interesting is, uh, at least in my opinion, they're kind of, they're ugly. They're so ugly. But <laughs> they're so, but they use man, these, oh man. They're hideous, right? We can mm-hmm. agree. We can agree on that. And yes. I, don't even find them comfortable necessarily, but we can cover that later. I just think it's interesting the way they use someone like Bretman Rock and who is kind of, he, he like built his brand off of fashion mm-hmm. and style. Mm-hmm. He did. And now he's rock and cross. Right. So they're really, they're selling an idea. Right. Is what I think. Well, I'll actually have you know, God knows why I looked this up and wrote it down, but their um, stock code you know their stock exchange code mm-hmm. is c-r-o-x crocs <laughs> kind and of it awesome. is trading at 81 dollars a share isn't it kind of crazy not to get too um geopolitical here but isn't no it less. kind of crazy that you can like go on the stock market exchange and have like people selling like actually oil like literally like exxon or mobile or any of those companies are on the same right. little digital leaderboard as Crocs are. <laughs> I just think that's and it's that's the only thing that makes And they're lucrative. Right. To me I'm like if there's one thing about capitalism, that's the thing about it that I think makes it kind of funny. Cuz there's all this like major yes. major imperial drama going on with the with the oil and whatnot. And then you have actually you're measuring stocks for Crocs the same way you would for oil and gas. And that's awesome to me. Maybe to you exactly. too, listener out there. Yo, leave it down in the comments below if you think, or DM me if you think that, would you say trading oil is awesome? No. Is that- okay. No. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, now everyone's going to think I'm an oil monger, that I'm like a robber baron right. of the Gilded Age, but I'm not. I'm not no. Carnegie Mellon. Trina, <laughs> if that was the case, then I would introduce you every podcast as oil baron <laughs> Trina Sanyal. Everyone would believe me. And honestly... Right. Yeah, I mean, I... T- you I give look- off big oil baron vibes. Right, I look the part. I look the part 100%, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. In in our in the introductions, I always introduce you as like a, a nature related, thing. which I love. Maybe by I've the way, I've been wrong this whole time. You haven't been wrong, well, and you haven't been wrong. <laughs> You've been. I mean, it's funny that you do that because I am not a nature girl per se. But I love that I get you. One time you introduced me as like a white horse on a beach, which I or if on I the recall, cliffs of Dover. <laughs> right on the cliffs of Dover. Yeah, um, which yeah. I love. Anyway, yes. Are the fans of the podcast going to be called Barons? Um, oh, I? Well. What uh, do you guys think? But I'm um, Tessinators. I say we workshop it. 
Yeah, leave it down in the comments below if you want to be a baron. You want to be a but I'm um, Tess Baron. Honestly, that's fucking <laughs> funny. Sorry. Or Badumbies. <laughs> Badumbies. Badumbi Baron. Like, I, <laughs> I think of myself as, I think that I'm a smart person, but I also think I'm a dummy. You know, yes. <laughs> the two can exist at the same time. Right. So, Trina, you said you own Crocs right now. I do. I They're got like them. Within. I'm not going to like go and get them, but I do own yeah, a pair. Okay. <laughs> I got them as a high school graduation present from my hometown best friend. She bought us two matching pairs of Crocs. Mine are seafoam green and hers are white. So when I went away to college and she was helping me move, she was moving me in, she gave them to me and I wore them like all through college, like in the dorms and stuff. Cause I wasn't trying to get athlete's foot or whatever, or ring yeah. or whatever. And I wore them in the shower and stuff, yeah. but now I don't really have as much need for them except to clean my bathroom. Um, and so that's the legacy that Crocs have made in my life. What about you? <laughs> they they do seem like a good a good shower shoe cuz then even well and I've done stand up sets about this. Oh my god. Okay. One of our writers is holding up her crock and it's got a marijuana gibbet, a pizza gibbet, and what's the third one? It's a Slytherin. A Slytherin gibbet. Those are based, I would say. And the other side is <laughs> The other side is a Peter symbol and a flower. Well, I can't wait to see where this takes us. I think we're in for one heck of a ride, dear listeners. Today on the podcast, we've got one of my literal favorite people ever to join gold. Well, we'll be right back after these few messages to talk to just a glorious soul. I'll come up with a description at a latter point. Seven in 10 girls believe that they are in some way not good enough. For more information on this startling statistic, please visit patriarchy.biz. But here at Gold Comedy, we're using comedy to help girls run the world. How? By helping teen girls and women and non-binary folks boost their confidence, smash perfectionism, write sharper, think faster, and command any stage. I'm Gold's founder, Lynn Harris, and I approve this message. And the message that soup is always good after a bad day. But that's not what this ad is for. Soup doesn't need ads. Join Gold Comedy at club.goldcomedy.com. Welcome back, listeners, to our Crocs podcast, our Croc cast, if you will. How's that, Trina? It's awesome. It's awesome. Croc cast. I'm so (laughs) excited to bring on our first guest. She is... I would say the most adored and beloved person on gold at gold comedy. Everyone um, really just really just loves her. She's hilarious and an absolutely incredible person. Please welcome on Jean. Thank you so much, Tessa. Wow. Now I feel like a blushing bride. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Wow. (laughs) Well, it's what you are. You're so beloved by all of us. We've been so excited to have you on for weeks. So glad you're here. Jean, you, uh, first of all, you're calling from from Texas. Is that true? Yes. What's it like in Texas right now? Um, It's warm, warm. I I like winter and snow, but forget that here. So you pretty recently started doing comedy. Is that correct? 
Uh, yes, about 25 years ago, I did an improv class and liked it very much. But actually, I've been working with a life coach and for about a year, I kept seeing myself on a stage with a microphone. So that's beautiful. What inspired you to take on kind of going to what what kind of prompted that decision to start seeing a life coach? <laughs> My life um, prompted it. <laughs> oh, that's valid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree in applied psychology, which I guess means I've been working on myself oh. for a long time. What was the first thing the life coach said to you when you guys met? Said hygiene. <laughs> Mental hygiene or oral hygiene or <laughs> There it is. I'm dead. There it is. I don't know what was the first thing she said, but she was just all about oozing loving and I uh, was hooked. How'd you find gold, by the way? How'd you get started with all of that? Um, I guess it was last winter I an email came into my mailbox and it said uh, comedy for young women, a stand-up online class. And I thought, well, since it's online and nobody can see me and Aww. it was, it was fun. And then in the summer, I saw something about it being online. And so I wrote to Lynn and said, I'm not young, um, but can I come? And she said, yes. Oh man. Classic Lynn. And now we're not really only for young folks anymore. I mean, you've kind of <clears throat> opened the gates to letting in so many folks from so many different age groups, which is actually one of the things that I really love about gold now. Um, no, it's like my favorite from... thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. And especially with Jean, your, uh, like the comedy you tell, you do a lot of life stories <laughs> and it's, it's very cool. You have just like a, a bountiful array of the wildest stories uh, and they work so well for comedy. And also you've become a bit of a life coach through your comedy, I would argue. Teaching moments. Hey, there you go. So you, have you continued doing open mics? No, only at Gold. Um, where I live here, There's they've closed it since COVID and they haven't reopened the one that's closest. And there, there's one further, but it's on Monday nights. And so I could pay like $40 each way in an Uber because I don't drive at night or and go to a club that's smaller and maybe smoky and stuff like that. Or I could stay home and be on gold. That's a lovely way to approach doing mics too. I feel like I always forget that you can do a mic anywhere you are. Um, I get so nervous about not, I guess, being around other people when I'm doing them. But how do you push through that as well? Because when you're, I imagine you're just doing them whenever they come up. And that's kind of awesome. That's like so cool. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit weird in that I like, I do things. I'm used to doing things myself. I travel myself. Where have you taken yourself? Only to the improv in West Palm Beach, Florida. So what, what other types of traveling have you done? I went to Japan three times. I went to Egypt and oh. Jerusalem. What were you, um, were you going to see something in particular or did you just decide that it would be a good place to go? All the trips, well, the... I ended up going to Japan because I wanted to return to Egypt and 9-11 hit. I mean, you couldn't go to Egypt, so I went to Japan. All of them were group trips. Actually, the first one was my honeymoon, and I went on that Sweet. alone. Wait, hang on. Are you being serious? I, it is the truth. We were planning to go to the, on this group trip to Egypt and Jerusalem for our honeymoon, and he, um, he had been on the trip before, and he found it grueling physically, and he said... <laughs> about a month before he said you know I really don't want to go and I said okay but um I do want to go and, and so I went <laughs> well good for you 
I bought him a a, a benign blow up doll and left it in the bed. <laughs> benign. That is so oh, funny. It had no orifice. Was the thing. Right. I'm dead. <laughs> That's just so a funny. Warm have body you, at night. Have you always kind of just had that kind of like even before you realized your husband didn't like to travel and you were just kind of on your own, were you always kind of just going to places like that? Like, that's kind of amazing. I really feel inspired by that, Jean. Yeah, I think it, I don't, I mean, I'm very introverted, but also I think a lot of times I want to do something and I don't find anybody else who wants to do it with me or anything. So, so did, was the Egypt trip grueling? Uh, It was in a lot of ways. Yeah. I ended up with the Pharaoh's revenge and it was, Hard to even hike in the desert after that. <laughs> what is the fair? Oh, what is the Pharaoh's revenge? Um, diarrhea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the water has parasites. I could have guessed. And, and they warned. They warned you don't use don't use the water to brush your teeth. But I forgot mm. and stuck my toothbrush under the faucet. And then I I rinsed it off and washed it carefully and thought that would be good enough. But it was not. Oh, that's brutal. But a great story. And that's ultimately what matters. Right. Well, Jean, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't ask about if you have any experience with uh, Crocs the shoe. Crocs the shoe. Actually, um, in the 80s, they had jelly shoes. Do you know those? Yes. yes. I really they want to They made a, a huge, huge comeback uh, when I was in like 10th grade. Uh, my daughter had jelly shoes. Um, I had Crocs ballet slipper types. Ever since Disney princesses, I like ballet slipper. I wished I had Crocs sometimes. I worked as a nurse and I was thinking one time I stood a patient up, I was behind him holding on to him. Of course, he had on a patient gown opened in the back and everything and um, more diarrhea. (laughs) What's a diarrhea day? Um, I ended up in my shoes and my ankles and I went home and just put my shoes in the trash can. But if I had had Crocs. If you had had Crocs. I could have hosed them off more, bleached them, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Damn. that's a great a testimony. Specific situation. <laughs> yeah. You should sell that to them. They, they do an advertisement with that. Yeah. They, a lot of medical people wear them. Well, this is interesting because at, we were talking about earlier, Crocs were originally invented uh, for like utilitarianism uh, to be just like a very practical shoe in uh fluid situations shall we say and recently the croc has been reappropriated i suppose by mm-hmm. the youth culture as a fashion statement and a fad and you've seen many different trends come and go and i wonder if any of them stick out to you be they shoe or not that have struck you as something special Special, not especially good, but special. In high school, it was cool to wear white lipstick. Early sixties, mm, I did not know that. Was that something you would partake in? Yes, yes. On St. Patrick's Day, I even put green eyeliner on my lips for the occasion. That's kind of oh. gorgeous. That's A little amazing. white green moment, mm. <laughs> right? Jean, were okay. you were you um, popular in high school? Popular. Um, I was voted class secretary, which is really. Um, okay. Amazing thing because I have zero secretarial skills. And so when you saw these trends come and go, 
would you just follow? Because sometimes I think to myself, I should get Crocs too. Maybe a Crocs are a stand-in for some other fad. But that urge to fit in with everyone else, did you experience Mm -hmm. that? Uh, I don't know. I would like to think that I was more of an individual, but... I believe that you are. I'm drawing a blank there about fads. But I I remember, I think I read in a teenage magazine when I was a teenager to um, choose which fads you would follow. Don't follow all of them. Maybe I'm still hung up on the choosing part. Um, Jean, is there anything exciting coming up for you in life generally? Things that you're stoked about? Are you traveling more soon? In September, I'll travel to a granddaughter's wedding. Cute. Congrats. I expect to hear that my doctoral treatise is totally accepted and done. And all I have to do is graduate, graduate, which will probably be virtual. Oh my God. Wait, I didn't even know you were doing this. You're going to be Dr. Jean Litt? Yes. Yes. Wow. What inspired you to do, to start that program, Jean? It came up, I started it about uh, in 1985. They said, if you did the program, you could have the rest of your life to finish your treatise. So I was taking them up on that. (laughs) Actually, that's what brought me back into gold was because I had written my treatise twice before and it was me trying to be perfect and just right. And it was rejected. And I decided to write it from a with more humor in it. I went to gold comedy writing instead of auditing a a class, um, which most people do when they're writing their treatise. They audit. I'm excited for you. Thanks. I would love to love to read it. Uh, at some, is it available to the public at some point? Um, I would send it to you. Yay! I would happily take it. Yes. Me too. I have one more question for you, Jean. What does your family think of you being in gold? Like, what are, how, how do they feel about all the work that you've done through here and through your treatise and everything? Um, I have a sister and a cousin who come to the Gold Comedy Lives. And Beautiful. if they can't make it, they ask me for the recording. That's really nice. Sweet. And a brother came once. Um, yes. My children are afraid to come because I told them what my first jokes were about like not having a penis and stuff. And they declined to come. I'm cleaner now. Are you though, Jean? Are yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I was just thinking my ending word was fuck. But um, thank you so much for coming on this podcast episode. We are so stoked. Well, Jean, thank you again so much for coming on and we will see you around the club. Thank you so much for feeding my ego. It's very full now. <laughs> thank Absolutely. Hi, it's me, Lynn, founder of Gold Comedy. You and I met before when we were talking about soup. Well, I founded Gold because I believe that comedy is power. Because when you make people laugh, you make people listen. And I want to make sure that everybody listens to women and non-binary folks. The Gold Comedy Club is an all-inclusive comedy world with women and non-binary folks right at the center. Your annual subscription includes classes, celebrity Q&As, performances, practice, and collaboration, all in a safe, ad-free community of people who get you and your jokes. So join us to amplify your voice, literally with a mic, at club.goldcomedy.com. Welcome back. We are here with our second guest of the podcast. They are a stand-up comedian like professional real one uh, and a teacher uh, teaches a class at gold stand up 101 was like my first teacher at gold um, and taught me so much 
Uh, their work has been featured recently on BET. They were on a roast battle, and they have also been featured on This American Life, which I think is our sister podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Please welcome <laughs> Elsa Waith. Hello. Thanks for having welcome. me. I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks for being on. You're on this particular episode of Crocs because I AV the Stand Up 101 class, and so I get to hear all about Elsa's life in bits and pieces. And you once said, Elsawaith once said, I could sell you anything at any time. And I was intrigued by that. Yeah. Because I know, first and foremost, you are a comedian, but you've had a few odd jobs. A few uh, odd jobs. I've, you name it, I've probably had that fucking job. I've, I've done everything. Uh, I've sold meat from the back of a pickup truck. I've, reasonable. Uh, yeah, I've sold cologne. Uh, I used to uh, deliver COVID meals d- during the early part of, of COVID. Uh, I've cleaned pools. Uh, I've, man, you name it, I've done it. Right now I work with, t- uh, with toddlers. I work with three to five-year-olds. That must be a, a rip-roaring time. It's a wellspring of material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you're with kids, you're like writing content all the time. Uh, you're watching them, I guess, to make sure they don't do anything stupid. But Oh, you can watch them, but they'll do something stupid right in front of you. That's what they do. <laughs> what do you think makes you uh, such a good salesperson? Um, because people don't buy the product, they buy you, right? Mm-hmm. I used to sell, uh, one of my most successful sales jobs was I used to sell portrait appointments. That that dying thing. I used to do that. I used to do that really well. Uh, and the whole thing is that, you know, people just you got to get someone to like you. No one's going to buy anything from you or get your service or whatever if they don't feel like they're doing you a favor. They got to like you. And I think my sales jobs in the past have lent itself very well to comedy. Comedy has lent itself very well to sales. I used to do uh, samples in Whole Foods. Like handing them out? Yeah, you know, I'm like, hey, you want to try this uh, new cheese? Or do you want to take a sip of this new beverage or whatever? And the whole thing was I would leave early almost every single day because once the product on the shelf is sold out and there's none in the back stock, you go home. Right. So I would just really, yeah, I would just really, I was really good at just, you know, whatever the product was. I demoed uh, crackers, uh, chicken tenders, hot dogs, dips and sauces. And I demoed water. Wow. I sold, demoed what? Try this water. Hey, ain't that wet? (laughs) I mean, well, you know, the water uh, liquid death. Oh, that shit's not good. I don't like it. It's just insane. It tastes like a can. It tastes uh, like the can. I hate it, dude. What? Right. It's just so. Unless they want to sponsor this podcast. Otherwise, uh, delicious. Um, Ugh, love. When I first quit drinking, I would drink a lot of those just to look like I was drinking a beer, but it was awful. Yeah. That shit's awful. It's, it tastes like. At what uh, cost? Ores. It tastes like iron ore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little blood. And sometimes you want that, you know? Uh, so you 
sold Crocs. Is that correct at, at one point? I did. I sold the fuck out of Crocs, dude. First and nice. foremost, I, I, I didn't really want the job when I got it. It's one of those things when you just like apply to a bunch of shit and it just happened that Crocs was the one that apply, like replied back to me. Uh, nice. I was like early 20s. And uh, it was in the I was uh, this is when I was living in Virginia and it was in the big tourist mall at the time in MacArthur Mall. And uh, it wasn't even a croc store. It was a kiosk, but it wasn't a regular kiosk. It was what they called a mega kiosk, which was essentially which was essentially a store in the middle of the mall. So essentially like four or five kiosks specially built for the Crocs store in the middle of the mall. Like a bazaar. Yeah, but it sucked. It sucked so hard. (laughs) It sucked so fucking hard because the layout of the mall was ridiculous because all of the kiosks were on the first floor but we were a mega kiosk and they strategically which the placement of the kiosk itself wasn't bad it was up on the third floor near the food court near the play place near the movie theater like a lot of traffic for a third floor but it was in a good spot but because all of the other kiosks were on the first floor our stock room was on the first floor so god forbid oh. we don't have your Damn. size that it's like, oh my God, please wait here yeah. <laughs> while I run, run, literally run sometimes downstairs, find the shoe you want, come all the way back up three stories, back across the food court and hoping you're still sitting there waiting for me. Right. So, and yeah. It, oh man, that's just foolish design. Well, thankfully I had Crocs. So, I mean, yeah, sell us on the croc because I was looking a little bit at their uh, initial business plan. The man who proposed crocs wanted wanted them to be like very uh, uh, utilitarian. Yeah. And now they have sponsorships from like YouTubers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rappers of, uh, 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 is it Post Malone's got a croc and... Rico Nasty's so got a croc. Yeah. Well, here's the Rico shit. Rico Nasty has a croc. Rico Nasty okay, has a croc. I'm getting it. Go. Yeah. Here's the thing. Those. This is this is about ten years ago. This is a decade ago when Crocs first came out. When I was working for them, no one wanted Crocs mm-hmm. it, because the they're I don't ugly. Know, they're. I mean, objectively, yeah, they're objectively <laughs> an ugly shoe. Right. And when I first started working there, they told us that part of your uniform is you have to wear the Crocs. Like, there's no way you can sell. <laughs> there's no way you could sell the Crocs without wearing the Crocs. Right. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I do not want to. I do not want to wear them. But here's the thing. It's so much more than just the the when you in, the one you see in your mind when you say you see Crocs, the clog with the holes and the swing back. Right. When I started yeah. working there, they took us to the to the to the stock room to pick out your your first pair, right? And there were loafers in that bitch. There were sneakers. Oh. There were boots. I started being the Crocs. Crocs boots. I was Santa Croc, okay? Because I was getting <laughs> all, I put my feet, okay, listen. 
the Santa Cruz. And I'm like, and people like, yo, do you still work for Crocs? Because I swear by the shoes, I put my feet in the Santa Cruz loafer. And I had just recently, uh, a couple of years prior, had knee surgery. I put my foot in the Santa Cruz loafer and bitch, it was like a cloud. A cloud. Damn. I and and here's the thing. It's crazy because I gotta do I gotta work in this hard mall marble floor all day or whatever, and no fatigue. These shoes are beautiful. Now I I didn't get any of the at the <laughs> I didn't get any of the, the clogs, but I had so many of the Santa Cruz loafer. Mm-hmm. I I had them all. I was collecting them like Nikes or Vans or something. And then I just had to wow. spread the gospel of Crocs. It it was so good. I just had I got everybody in the food court, uh the food service. What was that guy? Mario Bartelli? Bar- Bartelli? He he was one of the first, I think, some of the first like celebrity endorsement chefs be wearing crocs chefs because in the very beginning listen it was like food service workers and nurses and and children it was a lot of like children's first shoes because they're cheap and you know children or waterproof water yeah all that good stuff and children nobody i couldn't sell people the regular crocs right but mario bartali he had the food service ones so i just made a smart salesman decision and started giving discounts to the folks in the food court to sell them oh, yeah. to sell them the uh food service crocs they got non slip on the bottom or whatever the regular ones don't have that you're going to bust your ass but right the food service one had like grippy and no holes wow and i made wow yeah i yeah, all I had to do, it, all I had to do was just have them put their feet in one, right? Or I had a, I had a pair that like somebody had returned, and I was like, just, just wear these for like twenty minutes. Go ahead and start working, and wear them for twenty minutes, and come back. I mean, I believed you. I was like, yeah, I bet they can sell me anything, but like, I, I'm shocked by how truly sold on the Crocs I am right now. Uh, go, go get a pair. I got my mom. I think I'm about to do that. I got my mom a pair of Crocs high heels. And a oh pair my of Crocs God. wedges. And she wore them until she just couldn't anymore. Every Sunday to church. She was like, I'm only going to wear them to church. I'm only going to wear them Sundays at church. And then they just became her fucking everyday shoe. Just a heel. A Crocs heel. Get with it, yo. Crocs is revolutionary. And now all like all the gangsters and all the drug dealers in my neighborhood like wear Crocs. I mean, like I wouldn't suggest you wear yeah. them if you got to run somewhere. But like... right. You could get the sneakers. Well, but as a kid, I definitely did. As a kid, I definitely ran around in my Crocs uh, and got blisters and stuff. Right. But now you can get more grown up and sophisticated. You know, look, check out the men's and women's Santa Cruz. I think I will. Crocs needs to pay me again. Here's the shit. I got no, fired. Seriously? I got fired for some bullshit. And I just sort of came to work one day and the kiosk was gone. Um, like it was just wild because it's a mega kiosk. So it was just like, how did y'all do that? But uh, they just tore that shit down. Yeah, the company. My experience with the company is eh. The product. Mwah. I swear by the product. So yeah, wow. uh, and I used to, I had this. They have this also have this thing called Crocs butter. 
right? You know, you know how like after a while, especially if you have a dog, if you have a I know, right? Really weird name. But you know how like after a while if you have a pair, like especially if you have a dark pair, they start looking like ashy. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a sponge with some like oil on it that you you just it cleans and polishes your Crocs and they look new and shiny again, right? Oh man. I used to have a perfect scheme to sell these, right? If I just so happened to see somebody in the mall wearing Crocs, right, I would call them over. And before they could really say anything, I would buff one of their Crocs. And they'd be like, oh, whoa, oh, that's crazy. Oh, that looks nice. Yeah. I'm like, all right. It's a. Uh, he buffed a Croc. Buffed that Croc, baby. Yeah. That sounds like a, a sexual thing. Yeah. We'll just make that in yeah. the window. Uh, we're buffing the croc. We'll just go there with that. Uh, but I would only buff. <laughs> I'd only buff one. I'd be like, all right, five ninety nine, and they'd be like, what? They're like, yeah, it's fine. It, the 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 sponge is five ninety nine, and if they didn't buy the sponge, then they had to walk off with a shiny croc, just one, right? And just one shiny croc. Yeah, and see how busted their other croc looks. Yeah, sales tactics. I mean, that is masterful. Did you learn this somewhere? Like, did you go to school for this, or you are just like? You just learn things. So like when I used to sell portraits, my whole thing was I would st I, I worked inside the Kmart. The portrait, portrait studio was inside the Kmart. And my job was to get people as they came into Kmart to sign up for a portrait appointment. Give me $20 right then and there, and then I make you an appointment, right? And then you come back. Wow. Like you don't even get a thing. You don't even get a thing right then and there. You get an appointment time. Uh, you just prepay this appointment. Uh, and you would get an eight by ten, two five by sevens, four three and a half by fives, and sixteen wallets. And if you sign up right now, I'm gonna throw in this sixteen by twenty, right? This big, huge poster oh size. God. That's like a two hundred dollar value. Guess what? That comes with the package anyway. But if, but I, wow. do you see? Look, do you see how your face just did that right there? I've been talked in circles. Wow. Yeah. Right. And so then the other thing I do is I have a I have a little clipboard and. The, the little clipboard is to write down your name, your phone number, appointment time, what package you're getting, uh, how many people you're bringing, yada, 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 right? I would see so many of my, because uh, I got promoted to like senior sales something. So they made up a something for me. Uh, but I would see so many like new employees fill out the thing themselves, ask the person their name. They get it wrong. Like, oh, wait, sorry, spell that. Okay, all right. And then what time? Okay, you want to, you know? And here's the <laughs> thing. Fuck that. So as soon as you walk up to me, I hand you the clipboard. Guess what you're automatically going to do? Pick up the pen. You're going to take the clipboard from me. And then I'm going to turn yeah. my body slightly away from you and start pointing at the poster board and throw this, you know, sort of hold this pen nonchalantly, right? You're going to take the pen. And as I'm talking... Your mind knows that you're supposed to be filling out a form. You don't know what the fuck you're filling out this form for. Half the time, people just take the pen and start filling out the form. If you don't take the right. pen immediately, you know what I start doing? I start waving the pen, or I'll even tap it to the clipboard you're holding. Oh, my God, that's going to be annoying. You know what you're going to do? You're going to take the pen from me because you don't like me doing that. So you're going you're gonna to take the pen from me. You're going to start <laughs> subconsciously filling the thing out on your own. I'm going to make you do the work. Now, while you're doing that, I'm telling you all about this beautiful package. I might even have a little bowl of candy right here because if you have a kid, the kid's going to want to keep walking. So here, look, look through the candy. Look through the candy. Make the kid look through the candy. The kid's not going to pick up a piece of candy right away. They're going to look through the candy. That gives me a few seconds to talk. 
right? Exactly. And so then I start asking you some questions. Okay, so look, uh, there's no, I, I tell you, there's no sitting fee. Bring as many people as you like. Bring your dog if you like. We do that too. All right. Uh, so do you wow. want to do a weekend or a weekday? I didn't ask you if you wanted to buy this. In fact, I'm never even going to say the word buy. Buy makes right. you think of money. Ah, I don't want you to think of money. I'm doing you a favor real quick. Do you want to come in on a weekend or a weekday? You're going to want to say weekend, right? So you're going to say weekend. You want a Saturday or a Sunday, right? If you're wearing a, a, anything slightly religious, I want to suggest you come in Sunday after church. Everybody's already dressed. You already got your family together, right? If I see, I, I would wear, I'd wear a crucifix. I'm in the South, right? So I'd wear a cross. Yeah. I'd wear a big flashy cross, Right. And people would stop and compliment the crucifix. And you want to come in after Sunday after church? Awesome. You got everybody. So you want to do two o'clock or three o'clock? I'm taking all of the guesswork out for you. I'm doing it for you. Right. And then, okay, just fill in that bubble right there. Now you filled in the bubble. Okay. Okay. So now just we need to lock in your appointment. So that's just going to be 20. Damn. You're an artist. Now look. This is like I never mentioned money or anything at all until right then. So sometimes people are like, oh, wait, I got to pay for it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to lock in your appointment. That's, that's what the 20 bucks is for. It locks in your appointment. It, 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 it purchases this package. You're already done when you get there. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, oh, I didn't know I had to pay 20. Oh, well, look, you already filled out the form. You did already fill out the form. You already did the thing. And so <laughs> you it's, might called, as well. it's called sunk cost fallacy. Mm. You've already done all these things. You've already stood here and listened to me talk. We've oh, already yeah. made your appointment. You already thought about it in your head and started envisioning your family, taking the photos and what you're going to do with the pictures. And then now I say I need $20. And I know you weren't planning on doing that, but you did all this other stuff. You're going to let it go to waste? I don't think so. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll just take. The, oh, oh, shit. OK, well, that's all right. I'll just take this back. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's no big. Deal. Well, you know what? Look, I'll hold on to this ticket. Go shop. Go shop. And then when you're done shopping, right. bring me bring me the 20 bucks when you when you come back. No big deal. I want to hold on to this appointment time for you. This is a this is a popular appointment time. So I'm just going to hold on to that for you. OK, come right back when you're done. I'll be right here at the entrance mm. where you have to walk back past me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I do the I do the after school program for the three to five year olds. Uh, yeah, I teach I teach the comedy. I teach the jokey jokes with the with with the gold and the goldies. Uh, I also occasionally do a little bit of kids coding. If your kid wants to learn how to make some basic video games, I know how to do that. Uh, That's with, baller. Oh my yeah, god. Uh, I know how to. Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing cop watch trainings. It's the summer's coming, so we got to learn how to watch the Watchmen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. So uh, we do cop watch. I do cop watch trainings. Uh, oh, also check out my history project, Slavers of New York. Where is that? Oh, that's on like the Insta at Slavers of NY. We were in uh, the was that the New York Times. It's a project about exposing New York City's slave history. Wow. Yeah, that's that's not that's not the funny stuff. So we'll skip over that. But yeah, but go. Well, we can, <laughs> we'll, we'll still link it down below. Yeah, link it down uh, below. We'll also link. We'll also link all of Elsa's social media if you want to see anything else they've done. Um, if you look up their name, you find just like a, a lot of funny clips and a great person. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Elsa. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. I mean, Trina, I'm floored. I think this was probably the best episode about Crocs we've ever done. And... 
I learned so much about not only Crocs, but also shoes. Me too. And I'd say, you know, the metaphor continues on of that is what the holes were for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I would leave our listeners with this evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening. As always, thank you so much for tuning into Badum Tess. Make sure to give us a follow, drop a five-star rating. It's so fun to click all five stars, by the way. Like, I, if you want the full experience, hit all five. Such a good time. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week back here for another episode. Yeehaw. Thank you. Thank you.